Well, if you want to follow along, we're going to continue in our uh, sermon series here, the Sermon on the Mount, and that'll be in Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5, verses 38 through 42. You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, do not resist an evil person. But whoever slaps you on your right cheek, turn the other to him also. If anyone wants to sue you and take your shirt, let him have your coat as well. Whoever forces you to go one mile, go with him too. Give to him who asks of you, and do not turn away from him who wants to borrow from you. Um, We're going to do just kind of a, a little thought experiment Uh, This is just for you to think about. You don't have to share anything with your neighbor or anything with me at all. Um, But I want you to think of, I don't know if any, well, yeah, you don't have to share. If any of you went Black Black Friday shopping on Friday, you don't have to raise your hand. That's okay. And if you did, nobody would judge you. (laughs) But imagine, if you will, that that you show up to uh, maybe Best Buy or, Walmart or Target and you're ready to do your Black Friday shopping and you see this massive line of people and you decide that you don't want to stand in the back of the line, you want to work your way up to the front of the line and so you just cut. Just a thought experiment. What do you think would happen in that scenario? Do you think everybody behind you in line would say, oh, that's a smart idea? I didn't think about cutting in line. This person is smarter than I am, and I'm going to let him stay up there. Or, or do you think that quite possibly everyone behind you will somehow make sure that they cut in front of you, with or without violence? Again, thought experiment. I'll let you keep that thought to yourself. Uh, we, are, we are a, and it's not just our society, but I, I can say, in the American society, we are a society that believes very strongly in justice. We believe very strongly in fairness. And I think this has been really with humanity ever since uh, creation. You could definitely say ever since the fall of man, though, there has been this understanding of justice in terms of retaliation. And that's the issue that Jesus is speaking to here in this section of the Sermon on the Mount, is he's speaking to this issue of justice, but not just justice, but justice being used in terms of retaliation or revenge against somebody. So let's go all the way back to Genesis chapter 4. This is after the fall of man. Uh, uh, Cain has killed Abel. Uh, God has put a mark on Cain so that nobody will retaliate against him. And then soon after, God establishes a law that if anybody were to kill anybody else, they should be put to death. And the idea behind this law that God gives his people early on, book of Genesis, I I believe this is chapter 4, it could be chapter 5, I I apologize, but it is right around that area that God establishes if anybody takes the life of another, the people should take his life. And the whole idea behind this is that that, uh, you, uh, you would need to cleanse evil from the land, but also the idea behind this 
is that if you remember right, uh, as you go through the genealogy, somebody's life is taken and somebody speaks up and says, I will do to him uh, more than what he ever did to me. And right there is where you get the problem of humanity. We have a sense of justice. If something bad happens to me, then something bad needs to happen to the person that did that to me. But we also, because we're fallen humans, tend to have the idea that something worse needs to happen to the person that did something bad to me. Uh, I, I heard this phrased one way, and it's always stuck with me. It's called equal force plus one. And it's the concept that whatever has been done to you, I need to match exactly what's been done to me but I need to raise the stakes a little bit because I don't want that person to come after me. And you could only imagine what kind of society we would live in if that were the case. If every time something bad happened to you, if you would retaliate more than whatever happened to you. And so God begins to give the law to his people and he begins to establish for them this concept, as Jesus quoted, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. You'll find this in the book of Exodus, Leviticus, I believe Numbers, and, and Deuteronomy. This law is given at different times. This law is repeated, and this law is expounded on that if anything happens to you, you are allowed to do the same harm to the person that did the harm to you, but nothing more. So I'll give you an example, and I believe this comes from the book of Deuteronomy. If you are in a tussle with somebody, if you're in a fight, if you're in an argument, and somewhere along the line you are hit and a tooth is knocked out, the law says that you are allowed to go back to that person and enact justice by pulling from their mouth a tooth. And the idea is if you lost a tooth then you can go and whoever caused you to lose that tooth, they're going to lose a tooth. And there's even laws that specify if this happens to a pregnant woman. If she loses a tooth in a fight, she's allowed to go and she's allowed to pull two teeth from the person that did this to her because she is not one person, she's carrying a child. She is two people. And so this law was established, and, and we look at it now with our justice system. First of all, could you just imagine if that's how police came to the scene of a crime? You know, could you just imagine if the police came and said, okay, open your mouth? <laughs> yep, that looks fresh. All right, come on over. Now, I will say that would probably simplify the process if you ever had to press charges, but my goodness, I don't think we'd be able to handle it. But the idea that this law was given to God's people was actually meant to enact equal justice. Because what would happen apart from that is people would take matters into their own hands. People would go out and they would do that equal force plus one against people that caused them harm. They would lose a tooth and, and they would start to think to themselves, you know, ah, it's, it's gotten harder to eat. And I don't look as good as I used to. And then that, that anger and that frustration against the person who caused them harm, that starts to grow and that starts to build and they begin to ruminate on it. And they begin to, to, to think about it more and more and pretty soon their thought is not, well, I want justice against that person. I want to get even with them. They start to think to themselves, I need to do something worse to them because they did something worse to me than they could ever imagine. 
So the law was established to actually balance all of this out. And if, and if you compare uh, the Old Testament law that we have to any other laws that were given in that time frame, the law that God gives is a really good law. Because it says it doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman. It doesn't matter if you're rich or you're poor. You are all humans. This is how you're going to act. Which oftentimes I feel like how God gave the law to his people is much how you put down rules in your household with children. Have you ever had to stop your children and say, stop fighting, these are the rules, this is how we're going to live. This is how God gave the law to his people. But now watch what happens. God is speaking to his people, and notice how he's wording all of this. He's wording it in issue of retaliation. Somehow, God's people have taken the law and they've began to use it as an issue of retaliating against those who have caused them harm. And as we've talked about in the Sermon on the Mount, as Jesus is giving the Sermon on the Mount to his people, he's talking about how the law was given to govern behavior, but it can't govern the heart, right? No matter how much you want to follow God's law, the law itself is not going to change your heart. We get this in, uh, Paul writes about it in the book of Romans. He talks about how the law is good, but the law is not able to change you from the inside out. And so as Jesus is speaking to his people here in the mountainside, he's describing scenarios, more likely than not, where people have taken the law that was meant to govern their behavior and they've started to enact it with a problem in their heart. All of a sudden, it's not, okay, you can enact justice as long as this is the limit. They're looking at the law in terms of, I get to get them back. I get to enact revenge on them because of the harm that they caused me. I get to hurt them the same way that they hurt me. And as Jesus is, is speaking in the Sermon on the Mount, as he's preaching, he's describing the change that can occur in the heart when you allow Jesus to change you. And so he says, you've heard that it was said. You've heard the law that says an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But now Jesus begins to say something different. And, and let me pause here and say, I personally find this one of the hardest passages to read in the Scripture because it's calling a lot of change in my own life. I don't know how you feel, but this is one of those passages that as Jesus is saying, you can still follow the law, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. That The law is still good, it still enacts justice. But I tell you, and, and look at what Jesus begins to describe in the life of the Christian. He says, if somebody slaps you on the right cheek, turn to them the other also. Now, I, I don't know what it is, but for some reason, back in that time, the right cheek, if you were slapped with an open hand on the right cheek, that was considered the highest sign of disrespect. Now, I, I don't know exactly where our culture is today, but either side is disrespectful to me. So if somebody slaps me in the face as a sign of disrespect... Jesus says you can go to the law and, and you can, if you were harmed, you can enact that justice on them. 
But what Jesus is describing in the heart is, let them slap your other cheek as well. But what, what if somebody wants to sue you and take everything you own? The law would stipulate you're allowed to defend yourself in court. You're allowed to hold on to your possessions and, and you're allowed to fight for them. But Jesus says, if somebody wants to sue you for your coat or for your tunic, give them your coat as well. What, what, if, what, if somebody, what if somebody is taking advantage of me and they constantly ask and they constantly want loans from me and I'm not able to give any more? Well, the law would say, well, you have your rights. You're allowed to loan. You're allowed to expect that loan to be paid back to you and you're allowed to say no to people when they ask. But Jesus says, imagine a life if you didn't say no. Imagine a life if when people asked, you could say yes to them. Now, I don't know about you, but these are hard words. This is difficult because now I can't just go to a law and expect the law to take care of any issues that I have. Now, there's a decision I have to make in my heart about how I'm going to have a relationship with this other person. These are difficult words. Now, does this mean that we don't follow the law anymore? Does this mean that we don't believe in justice as a society? Does this mean that we just allow people to take over our lives? Not at all. That's not what this passage is about. And the reason we know that this passage is not about just letting go of the old law and following these rules that if somebody slaps you, you don't retaliate at all, it's because Jesus isn't coming and giving us a new law. Okay, remember what he said earlier in chapter 5. He says, I've not come to do away with the law. What Jesus is coming to enact is a... What Jesus is coming to enact in our life is a change in our heart. And so here, let's do another thought experiment. And, and as we do this, uh, I'm going to look towards closing the service here. But I want you to think for a moment what your life would be like if when you got hurt, you didn't seek retaliation. You don't have to say anything out loud. You don't have to share this with a neighbor. This is just for ourselves. What would my life look like if when somebody hurt me, I wouldn't seek retaliation, I wouldn't seek to hurt them back, I would let it go. Now again, these can be hard words because, again, we're a society of justice. We want to see wrongs made right. We want to see people, uh, we want to see people pay for their crimes, so to speak. But the question Jesus has for us is, what would happen in our life if we took a step back and every time we were hurt, we didn't seek to retaliate? Another question that we have, every time we got hurt, what if we cared more about the person hurting us than the harm that they've caused us? What if every time we got hurt by somebody, we cared more about them and why they're hurting us than we cared about the pain that they're causing us? What would our life look like if that were the case? Again, this can be difficult because that's not usually our first thought. I think I've told this story before, but uh, 
but uh, there, there was one time I was backing up in a parking lot, and I, and I accidentally hit somebody's bumper. I had to go in and let them know about it. Man, that guy was mean to me. <laughs> he was just a mean guy. He was upset. And, and it got to the point, I, I just, I, I sent my wife out. <laughs> if you've ever met my wife, she is such a sweetheart. You, it's hard to be mad at her. And I just said, can you go talk to him? He's being really mean to me. <laughs> and she went out there, and, and within just a moment, his attitude changed. Within just a moment, he was not the mean guy that he was. And then, you know, I sort of peeked around the van, <laughs> and I went out there, and he just extended his hand and said, I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And what happened in that scenario is, you know, my wife could have gone out and, and put up a fight just like he tried with me. He could, she could have tried to do that uh, for justice, for, you know, you hurt my husband. I, you know, I'm going to let you have it. Instead, she went out and she said, I, I'm sorry about this. And, and she got to talking with him and, and she started to ask, well, what's going on? Is, is everything okay? And what did he reveal? He revealed that his son was just diagnosed with diabetes, that him and his wife were trying to figure things out, and the last thing he wanted to hear was that somebody ran into his car. And yet, I was the guy to deliver that news. But my wife went out there and checked to see, is everything okay with you? This is the Christian life that we're called into. Now again, it, it doesn't mean that, that we don't allow justice to take its place. If somebody assaults you physically, you're allowed to call the police. You're allowed to press charges. If somebody sues you, you're allowed to get a lawyer. You're allowed to defend yourself in court. You're allowed to do these things. If you have no money, if you're on a fixed income and you've got bills to pay and somebody shows up and asks you for money, you don't have to take away from your savings account to give that person that money. That's not the issue at hand. The issue at hand is what would it look like in your Christian life if when those things happened, you allowed justice to take its place, but within your heart, you allowed Jesus to lead from an understanding of mercy and grace towards the person that's causing these issues. What would our life look like? What would our society look like if this is how we lived? This is the Christian calling that we have, that we allow God to change us from the inside out, that if harm ever happens to us, we're not going to go and seek retaliation. We're not going to go and try to make their life miserable. Instead, we're going to allow the justice system to take its place, and within our heart, we're actually going to truly care about the person that's doing this to us. This can be difficult, but it's important. And if you ever think to yourself, man, th this, is, this is too hard to live. You're right. This is too hard for us to live. But that's why we have Jesus in our lives. This is why we follow him, because he gives us the power and the ability to overcome, to follow through with this. And the last point I want to make before we close here is for, for anybody here that, that still is, is upset about this sense of justice, and, and, I, and I'll be the first to admit, that's my hardest, is, is if something bad happens, justice has to take its place. 
this isn't fair, this isn't right. I want to point you to the person that was preaching this sermon, Jesus. Who, when he died, did not die because of anything that he did wrong. He died as an innocent man, but he did that for us. That's the same spiritual life that God brings into our heart, that we're able to endure any injustice that happens to us with an understanding of love and compassion, the same love and compassion that Jesus had for us when he died for our sins. That's the Christian life that he brings into our heart even today. Let's pray. God, we thank you for uh, the life that you give us, the life that you bring us. Uh, we thank you that, that you wouldn't just leave us on our own to follow these rules and regulations, but that you would actually uh, instill in our heart, enact in our heart, this love and compassion for others, this, this love and compassion that, that doesn't see uh, revenge or retaliation as an option, but this love and compassion that sees other people as your creation, as ones that you love. Lord, as we leave this place, we pray that you watch over us, that you go before us, and you go with us. Amen.